Welcome to Peabody's podcast, Pursue the Art of Noticing. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 19. As we wind down the end of Season 2, you may be growing accustomed to the sound of my voice, my voice usually paired with the sound of the voice of a guest. Every now and again, I go solo here, and today is one of those every now and again times. As we move into summertime, we move into rhythms that feel and look a little different. For some of us, they are slower. For some of us, they are more frenetic. For some, they are just simply changed up in some noticeable way. The rhythms of our days and the rhythms of our lives have traditionally moved more slowly in the South, especially during the summertime. This summer, Peabody's first summer, we will move a bit slower, producing new episodes at a less than weekly frequency. We hope that you'll subscribe and follow us on social media and continue to listen to us as we pop up and pop into your lives. If you have projects you're undertaking this summer as an artist, as a creator, a creative being, I'm here cheering you on. Summertime and all her changed up rhythms and paces gives us a new season of barefooted, sun-kissed, longer days. Time to mix up play and work and often for many of us time to change up our location of both our work and our play. I'll be writing part-time from the cabin of our houseboat, the Barcelona, and at other times I'll be back at my old familiar spot. But new projects are often infused and ignited by new locations. Place is a mighty influencer for artists. This summer I'm working on a project of my heart which is intentionally aligned with my 60th birthday next month, my first book of poetry. Soon I will share more details about the project, but for now I'm grateful that you are here listening as I share three of my poems which will hopefully make their way into the pages of this collection. I'm your host, Elizabeth Wynn Marshall, and I'm so glad you're here. B-flats in the belfry. Let's start the day this way. Eggs, fresh from our bantam backyard, coop. One lone feather clings, sticking still to the pale pink shell, damp and new, poached on toast, wheat, seven on the toaster setting, vinegar water smells of childhood, methods of perfection left and right, sunny side up for you. Yoke, the color of the tangelo, lodged in the stocking toe, with peppermints all those Christmases ago, napkin in the lap, just so. Rhythms of till death do us part, me, part you, we two, still two, repeat the note for emphasis, an echo of our love. Ask Alexa to play Diana Krall, loud, soft, the way I like it, bluesy, better yet, Unplug the wires, the ones that entangle. Cut it off, cut the cords. Let the chorus enter in from out of doors, through a window cracked and open. Tell me your secrets, I'll tell you mine, and lay my cards flat out on the table. Strike a note of honesty beside your yoky fork tines. Cracks let in early light. Morning breaks through the edge of night. Can you hear the sound of nothing tiptoe in? Bow your head. 
Now let's begin. I watched you break your perfect yokes so carefully, so carefully. Music from the belfry, soundtrack to a simple life. Love was patient, love was kind. Lullaby and goodbye. Name it and it must be so. Dwell among the symbols of the hard-working ones and you begin to believe in permanence, strength, in rhythms of nets going out to sea as if the repetition builds a muscle, a memory, a town, a lullaby. A whole town's lullaby, your own sweet lullaby, focus of a village that feeds a hungry, privileged soul like me. I dine at whim again and again on fresh crustacean wearing their gray armor, fresh in season, headless, turning pink as they hit the heat. And then one day she tells me, empathy jumps on top of me, my armor cracks and breaks. Now the boats are leaving town and I wonder why, in this shrimping village by the sea, what have I failed to see, haunted by the ghost townishness that has taken up temporary residence. Wind blows through the docks, echoes back and forth, no buffer there to absorb changing tide of time. I throw a rock, it sinks. Shortage and shortfall remind me of my shame at forgetting what I forgot to never take for granted just because it's in a name. The good of now. Genesis calls me back with a new creation invitation. Simple phrases of affirmation spoken by the creator of the universe. By example he teaches, by example he declares, repeats it because it bears repeating. If anything ever did, this does. Six times in one. Look with the simplicity of Genesis, with the Genesis ear, hear with the Genesis heart, with every word that ever was and is and shall be, to choose from he chose good. The word made flesh says it is good now and forevermore, and I am called back into the lines and phrases, the poetry of book one, chapter one, into the goodness of now, moved by the power and majesty of in the beginning the words were simple truth. <laughs>